Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. What's up folks, JD here. We're back to it. I hope everyone enjoyed the NBA Finals last night, Game 1. The Phoenix Suns 118, the Milwaukee Bucks 105. I was very impressed with Phoenix in Game 1, as I have throughout this postseason. Chris Paul continues to carry the load at the point guard position. He had 32 on Tuesday night, 12 for 19 from the field, and he also had 9 dimes. Shows me a lot about him as a player and him as a leader, getting others involved as well as scoring himself. We know what Devin Booker can do. We know he's a big-time scorer in this league. He played 42 minutes in Game 1, 27 points. And the efficiency of D.A., DeAndre Ayton, 22 points and 19 boards. 8 for 10 from the field. A lot to be said about this young man. I love how he plays. I like his energy. I like his hustle on both ends of the floor. He plays the game the right way. The right way for Biggs is rebounding that basketball, getting physical in the paint. That's what shows me that DA is ready. A lot to be said there. We know contributions have been coming from the bench as well. Torrey Craig's been playing well, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson. Everyone is contributing that gets into the game for Phoenix. And as Devin Booker says, Chris Paul is the best leader this game has ever seen. He gets his guys in the position to be successful. What I mean there is he knows each player on his team where they are most effective on the floor. Are they more effective with the ball, off the ball? With D.A., he wants him to catch lobs around the rim. He also likes him making a move on the low block. Devin Booker, he knows sometimes Devin wants to be dished for catching. He knows Devin can isolate and get to his spot on the floor and knock it down. I was really impressed with Phoenix coming out with a lot of energy. They had more rest than the Bucks, guys. They wrapped up the Western Conference Finals pretty quickly in six games. They closed out the Clippers, of course, and uh, they were ready to roll. Sometimes you get a little bit of a a few days off, rest, and they're not back into game shape. But the rest was needed for Phoenix. Uh, Everyone getting back to 100%. We know that Devin Booker had a broken nose. We know CP3's been banged up a little bit here and there, as well as being out two games last series. Now, I'm going to go to the Bucks side. What I did and did not like, I'm going to start with what I did like. Giannis played 35 minutes on a game we did not think he'd play after a gruesome leg injury late last series. Him playing in game one shows me a lot about who he is as a player, guys. Coming back early because his team needs him. He played well, too. And Giannis just, man, we all know his story. Back in Greece, him and his brothers were homeless for a period of time, selling things on the street in Athens. And now here today, showing that we can get it done if we put the work in, if we recover well, as he's been working on with this knee injury. He went down. It looks scary, guys. 
and he ended up back on the floor in game one just a few days later. Oh man, Giannis makes me smile the way he plays, the way he gets his teammates involved on the floor and off the floor. You know, positive messages, telling Brooke Lopez, if you miss your first four shots, knock down your fifth. It's good to have a leader like him, and he wants to add to that great resume in his young career already. A two-time league MVP, someone who made it to the finals already, folks. And he's hoping to win it. Yeah, they are down 1-0. But I believe this will be a long series. I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks will still win this series. Yes, I see it going six or seven. For me specifically, I have it going six. Milwaukee taking the world championship. But the Suns look good in game one. Milwaukee did not as a team. I was just praising Giannis, and I love to do that. But I'm going to get on Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday right now. Drew Holiday played 40 minutes, but he was not efficient in the ball game. 4 for 14 from the field, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, folks. He needs to be better. He is a solid number three option in today's game. He has to play like one. 4 for 14 does not cut it. We know that. Next, Brooke Lopez, 23 minutes. His minutes are down because how he's playing on the defensive end. No bueno. 7 for 14 from the field he was with 17 points. But let me tell you one thing about his defense that I hate. On a high screen and roll, he backs up. As soon as you're a defender... That backpedals, you are done. You're playing on your heels. He must come to the shooter and contest that jump shooter. That is the way to play on a pick and roll or if someone's isolating you. You cannot drift back. Players in this league are too good. They will knock down the jumper all day long. Bobby Portis played 14 minutes in the ball game. Brooke Lopez with 23. Both of those guys need to be better. Portis usually provides a spark off the bench. He was two for five from the field with only five points. He needs to be better, and the team needs to be better as a whole. Chris Middleton did his thing. He played 45 minutes in the outing with 29 points. He was 12 for 26. We want him to be a little more efficient. From downtown, he was great. Five for 12. I think the Bucks are going to be okay, though. Keep in mind, they started on the road. They still will hold home court advantage if they win game two in Phoenix, Arizona. I want to see what happens on Thursday night. I think they will come out with more energy. They know that Giannis is good to go somehow. A lot of guys would be out for the year, especially in today's game. Not in the 80s, but... In today's game, guys are softening up a little bit, but uh, that's another topic of discussion. But uh, yeah, I liked what I saw overall with Phoenix. Uh, Monty Williams has a rotation that he likes to stick with. He played 10 guys in game one. We know Saric got hurt early. Kaminsky only played a few minutes, but Craig, Cam Johnson, and Cam Payne are big-time players off the bench, especially for Phoenix in this postseason and towards the second half of the year in the regular season. 
A lot to be said about these guys. And uh, Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder are playing pretty well. Jay didn't have a good game in game one. 0 for 8 from the field, 0 for 5 from downtown. But they didn't need his spark. Others stepped up. Bridges had 14. Aiton, as I mentioned earlier, with 22. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to do their thing. We know that. And Devin Booker just impressing me in the isolation game. He does not need a pick. He makes a move, gets to his spot, does not fall in love with the three. Yes, he can knock down from outside, but he believes in that mid-range. Kobe-like, Jordan-like, guys who take elbow jumpers with pride. In today's league, it feels like 3 and D, threes and floaters. I think Devin Booker, it's an old-school basketball play in a new basketball era, falling in love with that mid-range, knowing you can knock down a fade away from anywhere on the floor. I mentioned in weeks back Devin Booker's form. It is top-notch. One of the best I've seen. Rotation is great. No hitch in his jump shot. The follow-through is smooth. Devin Booker's going to be around this league a long time, folks. And uh, Charles Barkley and I both love how he plays, and he's picking it up defensively. And I love that. A lot of players today exert a lot of energy on the offensive end, and they feel they could take plays off defensively. No, no. Devin Booker, if you want to be a top-notch player and a player that's remembered in the history of this game, you play defense like you play offense. That is how the game should be played, and Devin is impressing me. He's improving defensively and offensively. He's taking his game from good to great, folks, and a lot to be said there. I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker. I've been showing him love the last few weeks on our show, and uh, Phoenix is in really good hands. And I wanted to talk about what they did in the bubble last year. They were dominant. And that led into this season. Red hot in the bubble and then red hot here in the postseason the following year. They put the work in in the offseason and the Suns are where they deserve to be. Game two Thursday, cannot wait. I wanted to touch upon the NHL. Game five is Wednesday night. I'm recording Wednesday night this week, so we'll see how that game goes. We release Thursday, but I'm spitting to you guys before game five. But Tampa Bay Lightning are up 3-1 in this series. Canadians did take game four, but Tampa Bay is back at home for game five, looking to finish the job. I think there's a good chance they do so. I will say, though, if the Canadians make it 3-2 here on Wednesday night, they go back home to not up the series so momentum of series can change quickly in the NHL and the NBA as we know. Lightning are looking for back-to-back championships. Canadians are looking to get that title. It's gonna be a good game. I hope it's close. I want a long series so Canadians get it done on Wednesday night folks and uh, we'll see how the rest of the series will play out. On 4th of July weekend, the Yankees did struggle moving over to the MLB. I think Aaron Boone's job is in jeopardy. They are 3-7 in the last 10, and they are 9.5 games out of first place. As a Yankee fan, we do not say that much. We have too much talent to be 4th place in our own division. It's quite embarrassing, actually, if you ask me. I know guys have been banged up. 
but guys must step up that are in the lineup night in and night out. I want to see more out of Aaron Judge. I want to see more out of Stanton. DJ LeMay, who has been good, but I need him to be better. Gary Sanchez is stepping up to the plate. Luke Voigt is back in the action. I know it's going to take a little while for him to get back in rhythm. He was out some time. The problem with the Yankee lineup is no one is batting over 300. That's something to be said, folks. You want one or two guys in your lineup to be right around three bills, and uh, Yankees aren't getting that kind of production. And Boston still leads the AL East. We know that. And jumping to the NL, the New York Mets look good. I was at a Mets game on Monday night. It was a lot of fun with my family and friends. Mets are now 44-37 and 37 on the year. The next team, Philadelphia, is four games back, so they have somewhat of a comfortable lead if they keep it up. The big story for the New York Mets this year is they are 25-11 and 11 at home. City Field has been their friend. They got a W in front of me on Monday night, and I was impressed. They were playing the Brewers when I was there, and the Brewers scored first. But the Mets do not panic. The way they got their first run was impressive. Double to start the inning, bunt to move them over, old school baseball, and then a sack fly to bring them in. Once you get it 1-1, then you could start getting the bats flowing. Mets won the game 4-2. Low scoring games are very important for teams. The New York Mets want to win these close games when your lineup isn't red hot, but the pitching is pretty good. Uh, The Mets pitch well on Monday. They've been pitching well. We know what Jacob deGrom, of course, can do. That's a given. But the bullpen has been stepping up. I'm impressed. I think the World Series winner this year is wide open. We know the Houston Astros are red hot. And when I mean red hot, I mean on fire. They are 53-33, and leading the AL West. Big time. And uh, we know the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers are never out of it, going back to the NL. So it's going to be a fun year. Baseball is picking up. We are almost at the All-Star break. It's going to be fun. I think the MLB is in really good hands. Keep in mind. Once NBA and NHL wrap up, we only have baseball all the way up to football season. So uh, baseball, please hold it down. Give us exciting games. Give us close games. Of course, we'll be breaking down the finals. You'll hear from me every week. I still do have Milwaukee, as I said earlier in the show. Some may disagree, but Giannis, he's just someone who proves to me night in and night out that he wants this. He wants it more than a lot of players in this league. He shows it with his hustle on both ends of the floor. He had a big-time block in Game 1 that reminded me of LeBron James' block on Iggy in 2016. Man, Giannis is special. I really want him to get it done. Yes, I'm a CP3 and Devin Booker fan, but CP3, you got to a finals, good for you. And Devin, there's a lot of time for you. So uh, let's see a good series. Let's see a long series. You'll hear from me next week. Everyone take care and be safe. J.D.